Welcome back to The Wine Show. Uh, you've got Simon Nash here, and um, we're going to now have a chat with Joe Marsh from Billy Button Wines up in the Alpine Valleys. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Simon. Uh, how are things up there? A little chilly, I would imagine? It's a bit chilly, but it's actually been beautiful weather this week, so lovely sunny days, but yeah, it's a bit risk in the morning. <laughs> we were up your way uh, two weeks ago. We did the show from the King Valley from... Um, from Pizzini Wines, um, beautiful. Just it was one of those. The weekend was just that that crisp blue sky, and um, and then you know you dress for it, but it's just beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So um, now we we had a chat a, a little while ago on the show, and and you were having trouble like like a few wineries up there with with the fires and and the subsequent smoke taint and that sort of thing, but the twenty twenty one vintage um, has been fantastic for you apparently yes yeah it's been uh, amazing so across the board whites red sparklings um yeah it's really been a fantastic vintage for, for us and for the um for the growers as well so yeah because that, that was the other thing you were saying is like it, that's you know you've got growers who are who are relying on on producing uh you know a crop and that's their that's their payday really isn't it yes yeah it is so yeah this is a year where we had um uh, reasonable um, crops for the growers in terms of making money, um, but excellent quality for the winemakers. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was good for everyone. Win-win. Um, so you established Billy Button uh, in 2014? Yep. Yeah. Um, so um, so tell us a little bit about your philosophy and, and, and the wines that, you, that you're making up there and, and, and why you're loving that region particularly. Um, yeah, I suppose it's the uh, diversity um, of the region that I love. Um, you grow a, a, quite a wide range um, of uh, a varieties up here quite well um, uh, with our climate, which is, um, I guess, how how the Billy uh, Button range has come about and grown to, I think we've got uh, 23 different varietals in our um, varietal range now. So a lot of them are quite... Uh, Unusual or rare um, varieties, which I um, particularly enjoy doing, uh, varieties that people don't know um, a lot about um, and that aren't grown widely in Australia. So, um, yeah, it's it's always fun playing with varieties that, that you have sort of no knowledge of and you sort of have to allow the variety to, uh, to teach you, I guess, and it takes a few years sometimes to work out uh, the best way to make them. So now here in the States Vintage, where we're starting to get a handle on some of those varieties, and um, yeah, I think I think the wines are um, expressing beautifully the, the variety that they are and the region that they came from. Um, yeah. So, so how do you how do you um, like? Are there some varieties that you'd say, gee, I'm, I really like that, um, but I just don't think it's going to grow here. And then equally, are there just others where you go, this is just going to be perfect for it, but I need to now understand how. Yeah, as you said, what to do with it that becomes then a style that, that you, you like. Yes, yeah, definitely. Um, we are a pretty cool region, so there is definitely a, a range of um, varieties that, that um, won't grow here. Um, so get things like the, the warmer regions. So like my um, husband just loves um, Taro Mavedra um, and, it's, you know, Love to be able to have it up here, but it's just it's just too cool to grow something like that. Yeah. So, and you would never encourage a grower to plant something that's not going to be able to ripen um, regularly. So, um, yeah, there's definitely um, a, a quite a number of varieties that you just wouldn't be able to grow here. 
um, and in terms of the grow varieties that have grown here, um, yeah, there's uh, there's a few of them that I've had to sort of um, learn um, over a number of seasons the best way to to um, to handle them in the winery. So, um, for example, Friolano um, in the whites is one that I um, hadn't hadn't come across before coming up here, um, and it's certainly taken. Um, a number of years for for me in the winery and also for the grower in the vineyard to learn how best to um, grow and and make the variety. But I think we've got a pretty good handle on it now and um, getting some some pretty good results with the wine. So. Yeah, because yeah, there's there's you know from <clears throat> from the outsider, um, you know, looking at it, it's, there are so many decisions that you can make in the vineyard um, and then also in the winery. Um, so. Look, and that can be cropping levels. It can be, you know, all sorts of things, water and, and whatever. And then you get down to your winemaking techniques and things. But do you, have you sort of done different batches of that same wine to kind of have a play around to sort of start, you know, narrowing it down? Yes, yeah. We always like to um, create um, batches anyway um, just for our blending Um options to, to make um, our wines you know interesting and, and complex um, but certainly with a new variety you, you you definitely if you can split it up a bit and try different things and see how it responds um, to each to each treatment um, they had to see how um, yeah it, it goes because um, you can't necessarily go um, based on how they grow in their homeland because um, it's, you know it's Australia here so they, they may respond quite differently um, here so you really got to um, yeah make the wine making to the to the fruit that comes into the winery and I suppose the the beauty of it doing it here in Australia is that you don't have a lot of the Appalachian rules that, that they have over in the homeland um, Cor- correct so, we yeah. can um, you know pretty much treat it however we like and um, um, yeah it's we have the freedom fun. to do that so that, like pretty fun for a winemaker to, to yeah, have yeah. that freedom, isn't it? I know when I've been to Europe, um, and yeah, they can't can't understand that we can um, make so many different varieties, but also have a um, a season, a, a vintage that can last eight or ten weeks, um, because we have so many different varieties that ripen mm. at different times during the season. For them, they usually have a very specific range of varieties that they can grow. So their their really busy period of the vintage is usually only two, two, three, or four weeks long. Um, so yeah, they, they they struggle to understand um, how how broad our vintage can be over here. Do you, do you get any visitors from overseas to come and help with vintage for for that reason to to get exposed to to the freedom? Uh, we we haven't really uh, yet at Billy Button just because we're we're so small. Um, so it's usually just the the permanent team, um, and obviously the. The last couple of uh, vintages has not been uh, ideal for bringing in international. So. Yes, yes. That's very true, actually. Um, so you've got, as you said, you've 23 varieties or something now of different, yeah, of different wines that you make. Have you got some favourites? Um, you know, some that you just go, wow, I thought this would be good, but it's just blown my mind. It's so good. Yeah, so probably my favourite discovery up here has been um, a variety called Schiopatino, um, which is probably the rarest variety we have um, as well. So it comes um, from Friuli um, in northeast Italy, and even there, it's a pretty rare variety, and only made by a handful of people. So it doesn't really exist outside that region, um, very many places in the world. Um, so yeah, we have we have a grower that's um, planted some here, and I guess um, northeast Italy versus northeast Victoria um, is a 
is a, has a lot of similarities in the, in the climate. So, um, and that's another one that's, that's taken a while, um, I suppose, for the grower to get the head around. Um, it is a difficult variety to uh, to get a crop on, um, which makes it you know not not, not the best grower's friend, but it makes a um, a super interesting wine. Um, so it's a red very, variety. It's a red variety, um, and it's naturally very high in the um, compound rotundone, which is the compound responsible for pepper character okay. in wine. So we normally associate pepper with um, cool climate Shiraz, um, but this variety, Schiappettino, has much higher levels than Shiraz even. So you get this really peppery, fragrant um, variety, um, but it's got quite a serious tannin structure as well. And um, yeah, each year as the as the vines get another a year older, um, and we're honing honing everything we do in the winery. I think the wine's just getting better and better. And um, yeah, I'm really excited about what we're going to um, be producing it offered in the future. What have you had that with? Um, and people can go to your website, by the way, because it's probably easier to get your head around some of these names when you can read them um yes. and uh so that's billybuttonwines.com.au um yes. so how have you used that wine f- with food for instance what what's it sort of loving um from a food f- point of view um i think sort of with the skeptic it's not like a massive um dense wine it's quite an elegant style um of wine so um it can pair well even so with your, your um uh, again, your meats like um, your duck um, and things like like that, or just um, really um, simply prepared um, red meat. So you, yeah, because it's not huge, you don't want to overwhelm it with um, with flavour like you might a, a bigger style of wine. So, um, but it, yeah, complements beautifully the the sort of lighter banging meats. Yeah. Yeah, and then I notice you do a Barbera, and but you also do oh, we say Barbera and Nebbiolo, but then you do a Duriff. So, I. I'd be thinking Jurif is, you know, rather Glen and they're huge. Um, what do you get from your region um, with that variety? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I was very excited to be able to get my hands on this um, bit of Jurif. There's not a, a lot up here because it's certainly a, a challenge to grow um, in our region. Um, Jurif is quite a uh, thin-skinned red variety with um, quite tight bunches, so it has a propensity to um, disease, um, mm. arthritis, um, and we're in a um, cool, cool region with naturally high rainfall. Um, so yeah, it can be a, a challenge. They've got to do a fair bit of um, work in the vineyard, um, uh, bunch thinning and and um, leaf from plucking, and, and that to uh, get the exposure to um, make sure that we don't get too much disease in it. Um, but what I, I absolutely love that variety in, in this cooler region where we, we often um, ripens around the 13, 13 and a half bone so um, we don't pick it at, at massively high um, uh, sugar levels. Um, and at that point, we've got amazing um, fruit fruit characters, um, quite violets and purple fruits. It's actually amazingly um, aromatic um, in this cooler region that still has its hallmark um Big, big tannins and quite dark colour, but yeah, it's a, actually a really lovely sort of perfumed variety. So um, yeah, I'm very excited um, about having having that in our range, and I suppose showing people out there um, the different sides of Jurich. Of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and so if we come out and see you, you've, the cellar door, when's that open during the week? So we've actually got two cellar doors now. Okay. Um, so our bright cellar door um, is open seven days. Uh, 12 till 6 and we've now um, opened up a cellar door in conjunction um, with one of our growers um, Bush Track Wines mm-hmm. um, so we've got a cellar door in Myrtleford which is open Wednesday to Sunday 
when's that? Right, okay. Um, so uh, this time of year, you'd be getting a little bit of ski traffic, I guess, starting? Yes. Yeah, it was, uh, I think since uh, COVID and border restrictions and stuff, it sort of hasn't really slowed down in Bright. <laughs> it's, um, in the region, yeah, it's, uh, it's been fairly constant um, throughout the year, actually. But, yeah, we see uh, quite a few um, cars heading up the mountain. But I think a lot of people just um, like to stay in the town, too. Um, as mm. you alluded to earlier, we actually have beautiful winters up here. Um, it does get cold, but that the normal normal thing up here during winter is those beautiful blue clear days mm. um and then when it rains it pours so you get one day of pretty heavy rain and then it'll clear up and be blue skies again so um it's generally um a beautiful weather up here for winter so mm. um so when so yeah let's say we came in and dropped into you at bright how many of the 23 varieties do you have on tasting have you sort of got a, a set structure for that uh, no, at Bright we actually have um, pretty much everything that we have in stock mm-hmm. um, on tasting. We're out of stock of a few things at the moment with the lack of the 20 um, vintage yeah. um, and some of those rare varieties um, that we only make tiny amounts of, we, we keep for our wine club um, members. But, um, yeah, anything that we ha- that we have stocks of um, is on tasting at Bright. So if you want to taste through the range, we often get, have fine people if they're coming up for a few days. They'll come in one day and do the whites. And come in the next day to do the reds because it's quite a lot to uh, to take okay. through. Sounds like it. It's a, you have to do it that way. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, it's fun. We uh, we were up in the um, King yeah a couple of weeks ago, uh, as I said, and um, Sam Miranda, who you'd know, I guess. Um, yeah. So Sam was saying that the best thing for him is if it's um, if it's sunny all week and then it then it rains on the weekend and. All the ski traffic comes back and comes to his place for lunch and tasting. Do you do you get a little bit of the same? Yes, yeah, we, we do find that um, in years where yeah, when there's um, poor snow or yeah, if it's not great weather, you do find um, people down down the uh, bottom looking for things to do. So, um, but I think like I said, there's just a lot of people in town generally. So, um, yeah. whether or not I think even on nice, nice good ski days, it's still still pretty busy down the town. So, do you reckon it's got busier um, in recent years? Like, um, COVID, take that out it's, of... out of. Yeah, even if you take COVID out, it's been it's been getting busier and busier um, every year. I know, sort of when I first moved up here in um, 2012, um, for local businesses to sort of survive um, the winter, which is actually the winter that's usually the quieter time because people tend to go up the mountain and stay up there. Mm. Um, and it's sort of summer and... Um, and autumn that's busiest around here that you really had to um, have the support of the locals sort of try and survive the winter and that was the hardest thing for a, for businesses surviving the slower months over over winter if you weren't a, a, a um, ski-based um, business whereas um, it's just yeah gotten busier and busier over recent years that you know there's enough people in town um, to sustain businesses all year round. So, it's, I mean, it's been great um, as a local seeing more and more businesses popping up and we've got mm. such an amazing selection of, you know, we've got coffee roasters, distillery, bars, surgery cat, restaurants. Um, we're, we're pretty spoilt um, for for a country area. So, yeah, we have, have the tourism to thank for that to make those businesses viable. Yeah, so. and and you know, in the same way that when we were, we were chatting with Sue Bell uh, from Bellwether over in Kunawara, and um, you know they've seen visitation 
um, from people from Adelaide, you know, coming and really discovering their region for the first time. You know, so I think in in some ways COVID will, will have been good for that when we can look back on it, um, you know, for, for bringing people to the region and going, wow, really, why haven't we ever discovered this before? Yes, yeah, definitely. And we're certainly seeing that um, uh, more in our, in our Myrtleford cellar door as well. So Myrtleford um, is always the quieter sort of sister town to, uh, to Bright that sort of people just bypassed on their way through. But I think um, more and more people are discovering Myrtleford um, as a fantastic place um, to stay as well and with a little bit more sort of relaxed um, lifestyle there. Um, and so it's a yeah, really good family destination, lots of, sort of um, caravan parks um, and places to stay. So I think yeah, more and more people are discovering uh, Myrtleford. Um, but it's also, I suppose, for us um, as, a, as a wine region, um, it's, it's a great opportunity to uh, to educate people that, that we are a wine region because 95, 98% of the people coming up here are not coming to this region for wine. They, they're coming here just because it's a beautiful place to holiday mm. and then they discover the cellar door and they discover that, yeah, we do grow this uh, uh, amazing fruit um, up here and, and make great wine. So, um, yeah, I know certainly when I came up here, Pine Valleys was very little known um, wine region, even within the the wine industry, let alone, you know, in the general public. So mm. I think the tourism up here is certainly helping to uh, to get our uh, wares across to more and more people and make them aware of, of the wine that we're making here. Yeah. So when you said you moved up, did you come from South Australia? Uh, no, so I was um, in Western Victoria, actually. So mm. um, I'm South Australian originally, but I'd been at Seppelt, um at Great Western for mm. uh, eight years um, prior to heading up here. So. Mm. Yes, I can. I can sense that still a touch of your South Australian accent there. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, no, it's I think I've, I think I've spent more years in Victoria now than I did in South Australia. So, right. um, I'm sort of, I think I'm a Victorian now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. Um, well, Joe, thank you. It's been um, been fantastic to have a chat, and and great to hear that things are, you know, going from strength to strength now. And you know, it's farming, isn't it? You got to deal with some bad seasons and nature that throws at you, but then you equally can enjoy the fruits of her uh, work when it's yep. a good year. Definitely. So, well, um, so if everyone wants to, so billybuttonwines.com.au is the website. Look up the uh, the Bright location and also the Myrtleford one. So Yep, yep, the details are all on the website. So. And then, yeah. yeah, get up and have some of these new, these alternate varieties explained to you, I reckon, just... Uh, yeah, very fun. Good. <laughs> Thanks for the chat, Tommy. All right, Joe. Thank you. Speak to you Bye. soon. Bye-bye.